Good morning, everybody. This is David Viren with another episode of Percussion Beginnings. So we are continuing our discussion on drum lines and how you either can improve your playing skills on a marching percussion instrument, specifically marching snare drum, or how to improve your drum line if you don't know where to start. And maybe you're a section leader that doesn't have a percussion instructor, or maybe you're a new percussion instructor and you don't know where to start and you have a new line, or maybe you're an experienced percussion instructor and you just want to just brush up and see if there's any loose ends on maybe what you've been doing. Sometimes it's good to start from the beginning and the foundational uh, practices, and so hopefully this can be some good information and a blessing to anybody who is doing that. So, number one, we talked about eight on the hands. We know what that is. And then we talked about the 16th exercise, and then yesterday we talked about the 16th accent patterns, and we talked about why all of those are important. We talked about how you need to be systematically practicing those from the bottom all the way up until the top, how to do things with stick heights. And now all of these things are progressively building on one another. So all of the things that you've learned about eight on the hand, they apply now as far as control to the 16th patterns. Then you keep all of those two things from the exercises, then you apply them to the accents. And now you're going to be doing it to what we're talking about today, which is the grid. And so grids are something that are extremely important when practicing both as an individual and as a drumline to work on your control and your overall understanding on how to apply it to any specific situation that you're going to find in the music. So first off, let's talk about what is a grid, because if we don't know what a grid is, then we can't effectively understand it. A grid is a pattern that typically follows the four, two, and one progression. So what that means is you play something and you do it four times, and then you switch and do it two times with a repeat, and then you do it four times. And that's gonna all fit within the time frame of four, four time. It's gonna feel like it's gonna be maybe a hemiola, or it's gonna feel like it's, um, syncopated a little bit, but it's always going to fall on the one every single time when you get to the end of the pattern. So let's go back to the 16th grid. That's how we're going to be applying it today because remember, it's systematic. We're not going to talk about 16th and then go all the way to these complicated rudiments. We're going to build on what we've always done. And if you're an instructor or a section leader, that's how you teach your line. Don't compare yourself to a line that's been doing it for 20 years and you're just now getting started. Start with what you can do and make sure that it's perfect and make sure that it's clean. And over time, you're building that foundation. And it's gonna take some years, that's okay, because again, you're not trying to win a race. You're trying to make sure that you will eventually become a powerhouse like the lines that you see and that you're impressed by. So again, doing the 16th grid, what you're gonna do is you're going to be doing 16th notes all the way uh, through. Now, one thing that we have not talked about yet that's very important is something called a check pattern. And so what it is, is it's a full four counts of 16th notes just to make sure that you've got everything nice and smooth on your end. 
And so if you're doing a check pattern with a drum line, everybody should be listening like a honk to those uh, 16th notes to make sure that they're all locked in. So the check pattern is to make sure that everybody's locking in before they do the main part of the exercise. So the grid is where you play the pattern of four accents. Um, each uh, accent will be on the first partial of each uh, number. So one E and the accents on the one, two E and the accents on the two, three E and the accents on the three, and four E and the accents on the four. And so you do that, then you switch to the E. So you're gonna move the accent to the E, and then you're gonna do it four times again. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. And then you're gonna switch it to the next measure on the and. So that's gonna be uh, one E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. And then finally, on the fourth measure, you're going to switch it to the a. Uh. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. Now going back to our understanding of how that works with your hand placement, you're going to be doing four on the right first, then the next measure you're going to be doing four on the left, then on the third measure you're going to be doing four on the right again, and then on the fourth measure you're going to be doing it four on the left. Because remember, we already know from previous exercises, I'm sorry, from previous episodes, that when you're doing 16th notes with right hand lead, then the number and then the and is always on the right hand, and then the e's and the us are always on the left hand. So once you finish that first pattern of four, then you're gonna to switch to two. And now you're gonna be doing the accents on the number for the first and second partials. Then you're going to be uh, switching it to the second partial of the E on three and four. Then you're going to be switching, going to the next measure, and then you're gonna be putting the accent on the and two times, and then you're gonna be uh, putting the accent on the uh the last two times so now it's going to take only two measures which is why you repeat it so it's getting kind of um kind of confusing and i'm going to be um putting up a youtube video to kind of hopefully give some clarity on it but first off what you're going to do is you're going to be playing one e and a two e and a, then it switches 3E and a 4E and a next measure, 1E and a 2E and a. Then finally you switch it to 3E and a 4E and a. Then you repeat it. And that's how you do part two of the grid. And then finally, you're going to be doing the pattern of one accent for one partial. So you're going to be putting the accent on the downbeat first, the number. And then the next partial, you're going to put it on the E of two. Then the third partial, you're going to put it on the and of three. And then on the fourth partial, you're going to put it on the uh of four. And you're going to do, that all takes one measure. And so you're going to repeat that four times. And so um, it's going to be one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. And you play that four times because it only takes one measure. So. Again, the four, two, one progression is the basic progression for a grid that you play. And the 16th grid is the most important one to start on. So even though this is gonna take some time, I'm gonna sing the pattern for you and it'll actually make sense. And then again, if you're still um, 
confused, then check out my YouTube page, which is Dr. D-I-T. That's what somebody called me when I was a high school drumline instructor. Uh, it's Dr. Uh, D-R period, then D hyphen I hyphen T. And that stands for doctor in training. They called me doctor, doctor in training because I didn't have a doctorate yet. So, um, so here's the way that it sounds. It sounds one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and I'm sorry, messed up. Here's the second one. One e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. Repeat. One e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. And then without any breaks. One e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one. A two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one. And so that's pretty tough to say. So I had to to breathe in in between. I'm sorry. Hopefully you can still understand what I was saying um, during the breath. Last thing is that you're going to have an accent on the uh, and then you're going to be having another accent on the one when you repeat it on the last um, the last one where you're doing one and repeating it four times. So that's something to keep in mind as well. As always, stick heights, stick heights, stick heights, stick heights. Watch your stick heights like a hawk. Watch them with a fine tooth comb. Do not let yourself get away with any kind of variation. Do not let your line get away with any kind of variation. And remember, three inch taps and 12 inch accents is the basic way to play it. So make sure that they perfect it, perfect it, perfect it, because it's all still about technique as well. So again, we're starting simple. We're getting a little bit more complicated, but we're still focusing on the fundamentals of stick height control. So after they get 3 and 12, then yes, you can change the accents to 9 and 6, but that's not going to be for a while because this is going to take probably, if you have a brand new line, it'll probably take them at the very least half of the season to get this really perfected and clean to where they're doing it properly with their technique and they're looking like a mirror. So, so do not try to rush it. I am very big on making sure you perfect something before you go on to the next thing. Take your time. You know, we've got a lot a lot of time to do it because it's better to play one thing clean than 10 things dirty. And so that concludes this morning's podcast. I hope that this has been a very good help to you. And if you have any questions, feel free to leave me a message. And as always, happy practicing.